Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. Dr. David Wardy, how are you? How are you, brother? I'm amazing today. You're always amazing. Buddy, we're, we're in better times. We're in better times. It's true. Yeah. True. And, and better times also mindset, right? It is. It really it is. is. Yeah. Especially right now. Yes. So we've got lots of cool stuff that we're going to talk about today, but we have a very special guest on the show with us today. His name is Dr. Jason Hughes. He's a mentor to me, a friend to me. He's now a friend of uh, Dr. David's here. Um, he's been in practice for nearly two decades. He's one of the smartest men I know. He has an incredible capacity to nuance conversations so that they make sense on so many different levels. Uh, we are in the midst of just chaos in the, in the realm of understanding what's real, what's not. And we're going to have a really uh, in-depth conversation around all the, the things that we're being told uh, by mainstream media in response to crisis in response to immune health and all sorts of other things so um uh it's gonna be a great conversation so dr jason hughes thank you so much for being here how are you doing today pretty good thank you very much as well i have to say that i think i feel right at home because i'm a doctor as well as a dad Mm. yes (laughs) welcome to the tribe (laughs) exactly (laughs) funny when we were when we first launched our podcast we were thinking okay we're just going to get dads on the show and and then (laughs) uh, but it's always fun obviously we haven't just done that but it's always fun when there is actually another dr dad on the dr dad show so yeah (laughs) happy you pointed that out (laughs) exactly exactly well it lends an interesting perspective you know i mean it's like we're trying to navigate this situation as doctors and we're also trying to navigate it as, as family people. And, and uh, I think that both of those kind of lenses are really important kind of moving forward in our world right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, let, let's, let's jump right into that because Great. that's one of the conversations we wanted to have with you. Um, in, in, you know, we had, we had uh, Dr. Jason Hughes on our other podcast, the health ignited with uh, Sonia and myself. Uh, so t- tune into that one if you can too, because it gets into some of the conversation around uh Uh, courage and belief system and understanding this role of certainty and uncertainty in in uncertain times. Um, But I want to take this conversation a little bit deeper. Uh, That could be considered part one and this could be part two, where we get into a little bit more of a discussion around um, where do do we sit with this information? If you were to say, just help someone understand uh, a bigger picture of uh, the crisis that that seemingly we're under, you know, we were on the conversation just before the call where my life feels kind of normal. And, and then you go to social media and it's like, there's still chaos happening. And then there's always seems to be something new surfacing. You know, how is someone supposed to uh, enter into maybe a more nuanced discussion or conversation of, of the world that we're in? Uh, I know that's a very big question, but but I'm I'm sure you can take some of that and run with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you told me you so, were good, buddy, but that yeah. was a big question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll I'll give my two cents uh, as a way to kind of start the conversation off. So you know, the first thing that I would say is is that uh, um, it, we live in a time where if it's not evident to everyone now, it should be. That, we're we're at a war of perspectives 
And, um, you know, I think one of the things that's happening kind of on a very uh, obvious level now is, is that not everybody has the same views about how the world's supposed to be and how that kind of manifests in all, all sorts of different uh, kind of areas of life. And uh, so I think one of the one of the most important skills is the ability to kind of you know, listen to different perspectives and kind of weigh different perspectives. You know, there's this great word, uh, it's called dialectic. And um, dialectic is, is, is different from debate because with a debate, you're trying to kind of make your point the main point and convince people. But a dialectic is kind of like a, a, an open kind of a community of like perspectives that kind of come together and that the idea behind a dialectic is that each one in that community of perspectives is is kind of uh, holding the value of trying to find truth as the primary value and uh, you know I, I hope this kind of conversation can be a dialectic rather than like me just spouting off my own opinion because I think uh, I think we all have important perspectives to kind of uh, to kind of put in the middle and play around with it. That makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, uh, you know, in our previous conversation, we talked about this idea of like, uh, you know, how there's all these different perspectives out there. And like we can hold them with an open hand rather than a closed hand. Because, um, you know, I think, I think one of the things that's happening in our world right now is just that people are contracting around their own perspectives and not allowing other perspectives in in order to kind of guide guide themselves, guide their own kind of worldviews and guide our society and our world as a whole. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to hearing your guys' perspectives on any conversation topics we got going on, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my hope and my intention moving forward that we can, we can kind of model this idea of a dialectic and kind of hold mm -hmm. that value of like coming to truth as, as uh, a kind of high order bit, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. I, I love that you started there because, you know, with enough time having gone by, I think most of us or many of us are more in this mindset of like, ah, I guess there's more to this that I didn't realize before. And so the, I think there is a, an evolution in the understanding of, of this, of, you know, of this global crisis that we're in where people are starting to question things more. And so I think there's more of an offering towards that, which is great. So on that note, let's, I think a good, tactile or pragmatic thing to look at let's just talk about masks for a moment and sure. i think masks have you know there's a there's a there's a logistical aspect to masks, but then there's also a, a paradigm to wearing a mask and what that means uh you know so that I means there's many different directions we go but let's just talk about what is the role of a mask and and david and or jason you know i mean obviously we want everybody's uh dialectic conversation yeah. on this but let's let's start there jason uh well uh <laughs> this could quickly get very broad in its kind of scope <laughs> if you understand what i'm talking about yeah. because uh <laughs> you know i think we could we could kind of have several streams of thinking happening simultaneously right up the bat so you know a, a, the scientific kind of perspective would be uh, you know the idea of masks inhibiting transmission of disease Right. And, um, you know, I think we could have a kind of an in-depth conversation around the science of that, um, whether that's a valid thing or a not valid thing. Um, and, you know, I think the science is mixed at best. 
to tell you the, the truth. Um, but, you know, the rally situation is I think that there's, there's other variables at play when we talk about the idea of masks. We're, we're talking also about like a, uh, almost like a political compliance issue. Um, and so, uh, um, and further than that, we, we almost have like a, uh, you know, a, kind of like a, a projection of your own ideology. <laughs> Like, you understand what I'm talking about? So mm. this is a multi-layered conversation that we're having simultaneously, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of stuff happening. I heard this story. My, my, uh, my mom, my stepmother is a practitioner. And um, we were, you know, we have conversations about these types of things all the time. And she was in the grocery store not too long ago. And she was just... Uh, uh, aghast because somebody wearing a mask was just verbally abusing somebody that was not wearing a mask. And, and you know, I think, I, I think it speaks to this idea of all these different things happening simultaneously. Yes, we could have a conversation about the, the, the kind of scientific validity of, you know, what is the evidence say around wearing a mask versus not wearing but, you know, I think the thing that really hits, you know, the, where the rubber meets the road in terms of our daily life is all the other variables, like, you know, the political identification and like, are you belonging to my particular ideology and all this other kind of crap, excuse my French, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, I think, I think the, the surface level conversation is, is like, oh no, this is the, the scientific kind of thing to do. But the reality situations, we're speaking about other variables at play. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, so David, I mean, you're you're in a, a state right now. There's just done some mandates around, or in your, in maybe in your um, county. Uh, talk talk about that a little bit because that's that's taking a scientific model to make an explanation for something and turning into a, a policy on some level. Yeah, you know, I'm listening to Dr. Jason right now, and buddy, you just, you made it, you definitely thickened the conversation here, <laughs> and and you're absolutely right, man, it, it goes beyond, right, just that surface layer of it, so now it's affecting me because as a business owner, and, and honestly, like, where I'm at on this is, Texas has been a pretty open state as of now. I mean, we're, we're considered one of the free states, they're calling it right now, when, as, as with this stuff's opening back up. And many of the people that are out and about, they're not wearing masks. You know, uh, some of the stores around here mandate it, so you can't enter the store without it on, and then some stores don't care. And then just this week, they mandated in El Paso, uh, the city did, the governor basically gave the, each city the right to, to mandate what they wanted to do. So El Paso passed a mandate for business owners that they had to basically wear masks or there would be an $800 fine. So, man, I don't take stuff like this lightly, especially because of where I'm at with this. Like you're saying, the science is mixed. And, you know, my customers come in and they don't want to wear masks and they feel more comfortable if I'm not wearing a mask. But now I'm being mandated to go basically against my beliefs on this whole bit. And I honestly, like you're saying, I feel like I'm being controlled and my rights yeah. are being taken away from me. And that's yeah. just where I'm at with it. Like you're saying, let's just open the conversation. I feel like my right with my beliefs where I'm at on this and everything. And honestly, the way my business is and just the whole bit of it 
is like, okay, no, now there's a piece of control coming in by the government and saying, no, you have to do this. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because uh, I think this this topic is like a, a microcosm of what's going on in the macrocosm. And, you know, one of the ways we could kind of think about this is, is that, um, you know, I think what we're seeing in our world and it's manifesting in all sorts of different areas is just a hell of a lot more authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about, about that. And I think that it has implications with respect to how we practice medicine right now, but also how we're going to practice medicine in the future. And I've, I've been, um, I've been thinking about all the, the protests and, and riots and, you know, some aspects of it I'm, I'm wholeheartedly on board with um, and other aspects I'm, I'm very cautious of. So I, I think, you know, I think it's also, it's another manifestation of like this kind of thing that we're seeing in the field of medicine right now. And I've, I've been thinking about it a lot. And there's this one thinker that I really appreciate. His name is Jordan Hall. He's actually from Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he, he talked about this idea of like uh, corruption. And I really think that that is, uh, you know, one of the benefits of the whole protest movement that's happening right now is it's, it's, um, it's pointing out corruption. And I, I can wholeheartedly get on board with that notion. But I think their scope of, you know, what they want to change is so limited. Like, I, I totally get the idea of, like, wanting to change this idea of, like, the militarization of the police. But I think, I think corruption is just rampant in so much right now. And, like, we really need to be able to kind of take a step back and, and see that there's corruption everywhere. So, you know, for example, just off the top of my head, um, uh, medicine <laughs> There's a ton of corruption in medicine. There's a ton of corruption in science. There's a ton of corruption in policy and how policy gets set. There's a ton of corruption on like, for example, just how uh, research is done and what is published. There's a ton of corruption in media, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, so, you know, I think the common denominator that we're seeing in all these different avenues is this kind of a sense of corruption, right? Now it manifests in, in medicine, right? It manifests in, in, you know, the science that we can read in journals. It also manifests in like what policies come down from higher ups in terms of masks, as well as, Hey, maybe you're a, a, a profession that can see people through a pandemic and maybe you're not. Right. So, you know, the, I don't have any answers for these, but I can, I can start to identify these. Like, I mean, that's what I've, I've been trained to like diagnose, right? I can, I can train to, I've been trained to diagnose and I'm trained to look in the pattern that connects. And that's the, that's the thing that I'm really kind of, I think, uh, you know, skillful at is, is looking for that pattern that kind of connects, if that makes sense to you guys. Mm-hmm. And I think the pattern that connects right now is just, we are dealing with a hell of a lot of corruption in a whole bunch of uh, our kind of structures of our society. And what does that mean for us as docs? Like, you know, how do we navigate the situation right now? Like, uh, I mean, I can get on my high horse here and kind of talk about this for a long time, but how do we navigate? For example, Nick and I are in BC, right? Right now in BC, 
we are going through a process of our regulatory body is changing dramatically. And we're in a situation where, um, you know, we, we have little to no control over the changes that are happening to our regulatory body, but that's going to, that's going to affect the way that we can practice and run our business considerably. And it's kind of this big unknown, right? So this is this idea of like authoritarian stuff and this kind of corruption manifesting in a whole bunch of different ways. So maybe I'll pass it back to you guys and see if I, I didn't kind of like go off on a rail there. <laughs> no, that makes sense to you guys? It totally right, does. Yeah. Well, I, I like that you labeled that because there's always an undercurrent to a lot of things. I mean, when we, when we look at these things that are being mandated, you know, the other one being, you know, the vaccine potentially could be something that's being totally. mandated. Bill it was a bill 11 in New Brunswick. They tried to push that forward that would have made, um, it would remove the religious exemptions, uh, non-medical exemptions. And it was actually even trying to disrupt the, our, our form of constitution that would bypass just, just our rights. And, and to look at that on one level, you can say, well, this, this person believes, or this, the person that was trying to pr promote this believes so deeply in this one thing that this one thing that it works for her, absolutely everybody to, to the point that it's going to disrupt our, the founding, you know, instruction yeah. for what, what's, you know, these rules and regulations that we follow just to, to be Canadian citizens. And for one mandate to, to have that much disruption, uh, obviously it, it got shut down. Thank, thank goodness. But um, I mean, you can't help but think like there's one agenda to look at on the superficial level, but there, there are deeper levels to, to how things are being presented. You know, even to think of, you know, you're going to tell me how I have to operate inside my business. And David, I'm right. using your example. I have to wear a mask. Um, even though there's mixed science, even though, uh, yeah, the the effect of just being able to, to communicate with someone is going to be hindered because they're not going to be able to see my facial expressions. Totally. I'm not going to be able to make that same connection that I usually do to have the kind of impact that I that I can have with this individual. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at this as a patient doctor, and we, in that human contact, you know, we, even whether it's through Zoom or in person, there's there's something that needs to happen in order for uh, a patient to move into trust with the person they're working with. And so, you know, I, I think of like, well, you're me wearing a mask is actually going to deteriorate the quality of connection, the quality of potentially treatment, the the quality of getting that the right kind of feedback from the person that you're trying to work with. You know, you can't, you can tell when someone's sort of smiling with your eyes, but there's so much to, you know, this conversation and totally. You know, which, you know, which is, I, I'm glad you've, you know, you rounded it out for us to, right. to be able to talk about. You know, there's this, that great, uh, I'm, I know you're aware of this, Nick, but there's that great kind of metaphor in Chinese medicine of like root and branch. Mm. And you know, like, you know, the idea of like, is this the, the kind of symptomatic expression or is this the, the kind of root cause of things? So I think, I think that the whole idea of the mask is like a branch, right? And so like this underlying kind of, a creeping authoritarianism and you know um, and it, it's it's multifaceted and like even like when we talk about this idea of like media and and david i know this is happening in the states as well right but like up here in canada the cbc is just like it's tremendously biased against natural medicine and so you know you know the 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 question for me is like yes 
yeah, we have this issue of masks, right? And, you know, how do we kind of navigate this issue of masks? But I think it's important to understand that I think it needs to be couched in a much larger understanding of like, how do we, how do we start to kind of navigate this whole idea of creeping authoritarianism in not only masks, but like, you know, this idea of our regulatory body changing or these like mandates coming down the pike or this idea of like media skewing things to kind of, uh, you know, their, their investors interests and so on and so forth. So that's, that's where I kind of, my mind kind of goes to this idea of like this creeping authoritarianism and the corruption of many different institutions. And, and I don't have a perfect answer for how to navigate that, but I, I, I can start to see the bigger picture now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think that's sorry, Dave. Just to, just to uh, validate what you're saying, I think that's the thing that that we all have to come to. We all have to come right. to that. Oh, I see more about what's going on. Right? It, it's not just that we're waking up. We're just we're just realizing that you know the problems with our immune health has been here way before this virus. And it talk, goes back to corruption. We are stuck in an old paradigm of a germ theory that's right. ruling all of our, you know, all the mandates, all the, all, all the, the, the conventional, you know, public health type dialogue. So just to your point, like it's, it's really time to start to see a bigger picture and we have to look at part of that corruption. So go ahead, David, you're going to say something. Well, no, I'm, you guys are painting such a clear picture of the reality of what's happening and I'm listening to you and it's no different in the U S man. Like everything's, we have the same problems you guys have. Right. And, and I, uh, like you guys said something earlier, like the reality of what we're living and then what's. Oh, there are two different things. Like, I feel like I'm living in two different worlds, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how many people are honestly see the big picture. Like we're talking, you right. know, there's a, I mean, you look at some of the population, right? There's going to be a good chunk where they're still like, it's just like, it's like the sheep, they're herding sheep. Like they just trust, there's mm-hmm. this uh, absolute trust in whatever they're told by governmental bodies. They don't question anything. And so that's what you're saying. There's so much contrast in all these different pieces, but it's, it's, it's affecting us on so many different levels because of that. And yeah, like you're right. saying, it's like, what did you say earlier? We're in a time of like, everyone's got their idea of what this is supposed to look like. Right. Right. So, and, and that's why this idea of like dialectic really is really important because like, I think if we can, you know, uh, if we can, you know, I'll, I'll speak as a, you know, a natural health kind of profession, groups of profession, if we can kind of understand these bigger picture influences that are, are kind of producing pushback to, you know, the way we've been working for a long time, we might be able to kind of confront them a little bit better. So rather than just speaking of this idea of like, I don't want to wear a damn mask. It's going to get in the way of me, like seeing my patients and the comfort level and how they're open there with me and all this other kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's, that's all fine and good. But if we're not paying attention to the bigger picture, then, well, you know, in Canada, like, the CBC has got a big microphone mm-hmm. <laughs> and we might be able to kind of not wear masks with people, but the CBC is like talking to people like we're, you know, crazy folks trying to do natural medicine on people, then, then that's going to continually erode. So how do we, how do we kind of 
kind of, for lack of, lack of a better word, how we organize for more than just the, you know, these small things, but really organize so that we can kind of be a, a united voice kind of as a, uh, as a way to keep our freedoms, dude, <laughs> mm-hmm. as totally. a way to keep our health freedoms. I mean, this is, this is uh this is really important stuff. Everybody's got kids here, yeah. right? Do we want, do we want uh, people with, you know, questionable science and questionable values that, you know, we may not line up with kind of dictating and mandating the, you know, the health of our children and what it, what kind of interventions our children are kind of mandated to have. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it is challenging. And you know what, there's, there's some, there's a problem with complacency and convenience. You know, we, you can, this is, this is a reality of the food industry. You know, we've given up, you know, uh, healthier soil for, you know, maybe yeah. potentially increased production with, you know, the different pesticides and things that are used on, on crops and, and trying to, you know, mass produce things, which we now realize that actually that doesn't work. Um, you know, how many different experiments do we have to go through to realize that this isn't working? We're, 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 we're trying to adopt our modern lifestyle and, and culture and medicine in with old paradigms. And it's like a, you know, a square peg and a round hole kind of phenomenon. And as we move forward collectively as parents, as, as practitioners, as doctors, as just citizens, you know, we at some point from the, and I think it has to happen from the ground up, we have to from the ground up, realize that things are not working. We have to do things differently, but there has to be a mass amount of education around that. So, um, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, when, when there's such, you know, a dichotomy Dichotomy, to these conversations, you know, and we've given up a lot of our, maybe our rights or knowledge or whatever towards complacency and convenience, you know, we've just kind of bypassed any sort of, investigative process on our end because we just believe that everything right. we're being told is truth. Um, you know, h- how do we, how do we move forward with this kind of dichotomy? Well, I, I could say a few words about that, you know, like, you know, I've been in practice for a long time and, you know, it keeps me busy. <laughs> right. So, so it's difficult to juggle all these balls. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I, but I think, I think one of the things that I'm realizing is, is that, um, you know, that's, that's no longer going to fly. Like I gotta, I gotta put more hats on and be an advocate for my own kind of viewpoints as well. You know, I I read a really interesting book recently, you know, I, I have this tendency when I, when I kind of come into some sort of resistance or like have some sort of pushback, I, I, I research. And so I, I read this really interesting book recently. It's called How to Have Impossible Conversations. Mm. And it was, it was a really great book. And, and uh, you know, this idea of, you know, dialectic is one of the things that I think that kind of was, was one of the take-home points from that book. And, you know, I think, I think we're at this really interesting time right now where there's, you know, everything's, everything's, you know, at play. Like we can, we can, we can make all sorts of different changes right now that are going to allow us to kind of course correct for the future. And I think this is the opportunity of the time we have right now to, to really, um, uh, if we have the capacity to like 
kind of recognize where we are, we might be able to kind of have our voices heard ideally so that we can kind of chart the course forward. You know, for example, you know, um, could you imagine if, you remember the Flexner report, Nick? Yeah, the Flexner, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so like, so like just a little bit of history, right? Like we have um, in, in naturopathic medicine, we, we learned about this thing called the Flexner report. The Flexner report was commissioned by, I believe it was, don't quote me on this, but uh, one of the big barons in the 20s or 30s, it was um, uh, the Scottish guy. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, one of the billionaires from like the, the 1920s and 30s. And he was firmly behind the whole idea of, you know, pharmaceutical medicine kind of taking root. So he commissioned this report called the Flexner Report and, and submitted it to, you know, the, the governing bodies of the U.S. And it was highly, highly influential in like setting policies moving forward. And what it meant was that, you know, all these natural medicine uh, schools, um, they went from, you know, a huge number down to, you know, a very small number very, very quickly. Now, could you imagine if we had, um, you know, some sort of consensus voice of like natural medicine practitioners in the 1920s and 30s kind of standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, and being skillful at navigating conversations with people that might have had differing views. We might have saved decades and decades of like regression of our field because we were able to kind of kind of sit with somebody with a different perspective and say, all right, well, that's your point, but this is my point. Maybe mm -hmm. we can come to come sort of kind of uh, consensus truth here. Yeah. That makes sense to you. Yeah. And I, I think we're, we're in one of those periods of time right now, mm -hmm. but it's happening in all these different ways, like all these different avenues of life right now. It's uh, it's truly remarkable times. And, and I think, I think, uh, you know, what, what I've been focusing on is really learning because it is, you know, it's new for me as well, learning how to kind of have these dialectic conversations with people with opposing views so that we might be able to kind of stand up for, you know, what we believe in without, you know, feeling to, you know, shrink back and just like, all right, well, this is what's going to happen to us. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you're saying that because that that's where the commonality can come, right? Because when we have these opposing opinions that basically, you know, we recognize an opposing opinion as a threat and then we position ourselves here that I'm not going to listen to anything else that person says because right. they've opposed me on this one point. Instead, like, this is, again, this is how it works from the ground up, I believe, is that, oh, interesting, you, you feel that way. This is, this is how, I, if you're interested, I'd right. love for you to listen to what my perspective is. But there's common ground in every conversation. There's common ground even, you know, with me and, and the person pushing policy at the head of this, you know, the state, the, the province, whatever. There's common ground somewhere. But right. I don't, I actually don't feel like it's going to be a top-down change. I, I really feel like it's going to be bottom-up. And so all of us collectively, those of you listening, you know, other doctors, you know, patients, whatever, with these conversations that we need to have, you know, and we, we talked about mental toughness on one of our podcasts uh, last week, I believe it was, just we have to be able to hold our point of view without trying to change someone's point of view. 
allow them the space to share what they feel and not wrong them for that because we're going we're gonna to lose those people immediately as soon as we try to prove them wrong. Like, for example, this conversation, we could have gone down the road of like, this science says this, and da, 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 this is, you know, but we didn't because really what we want to do is create cohesion. We want to create a level playing field where there's common ground. At the end of the day, our common ground is none of us want corruption. Right. Everybody wants inclusivity. Everybody wants things to, to grow and evolve in a positive way at the end of the day. So, you know, there's little differences in opinion, maybe on, you know, what type of healthcare someone uses, whether or not they mask, whether, you know, they like to shelter in place, whether or not they like to social distance or what have you. That's going to be, those are just nuances. Those are the how to get through your day. But the core thing that's going to hold us all up is where we can find that community, which is, you know, how we started this conversation. Exactly. You know, could you imagine a world in which, you know, the actual policies were defined by, by actual science and the science was not corrupt and the, the policy was not corrupt by, you know, moneyed interests and the science was not corrupted by moneyed interest. You know, that's, that's the, that's the ideal future that I would, you know, I would kind of hold. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I concur with what you're trying to talk about, but I would also, I would add like, the ability to kind of, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine who was a massage therapist. He was getting overwhelmed by his interactions on social media. And because um, he was trying to hold his opinion and, and just kind of getting, you know, mobbed, for lack of yeah. better word. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, I offered this kind of idea, right? Like, so this idea was like, you know, chew but don't swallow. So the idea is, is like you take in somebody else's perspective, you, you chew it, you taste it, but you don't have to swallow it. You can still hold your perspective, right? So it's okay to have differing perspectives, right? But, um, you know, I think in terms of medicine, and I think, I think we, really, we really need to be able to kind of have, um, uh, you know, a, a common front to be able to kind of, um, you know, stand up for our own perspectives on things. And, you know, I think, you know, I think the thing we need to be able to do is we need to have conversations like exactly what we're having right now. Right? Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can talk about the science and they can talk about the science and like, we can go like this and whoever has the most, mo most money with the policymakers gets to make the rules. Yeah. Right. But if we have this critical mass of people that, you know, we can kind of rely upon, then, then uh, you know, I think we can we can be more influential in in you know the the you know what unfolds for the future, mm -hmm. and so so I, I think I think now is a time to have like some some interesting conversations and like try to take as much perspectives in as can and, and um, yeah it's not about necessarily trying to convince other people but it's it's just you're trying to help people go hmm. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. David, hop so, in there, buddy. No, I mean, it's such a, it's, it's a difficult topic, right? Like you're saying, there's just so much depth to it. As you guys are, are talking, I'm just thinking about the last three months of like all the ways that it's affected us and how the ripple effect, like I thought it was starting to trickle out, but it's kind of like there's these tremors that keep coming through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're, you're talking about, like, I think this change is going to have to come from the bottom up. 
and I'm thinking, well, how much more do we need to handle and take of this authoritarian type picture being painted in front of us and our realities before we actually do something? Right. Like, what is it going to take? Because I know we're going to talk about it for a while. Yeah. But is it going to get to the point where, like, we actually have to take action now and quit talking about it? Like, where are we at there? Right. Because I'm thinking of my situation locally with my business, and I'm like, okay, if I needed to get a message out there, I could just, like, burn my mask and say, screw this, and get a fine and fight the fine and make a big deal and call the news stations and, like, bring home my point of it so that everybody could see it. And I could do that because people would see like what's this guy all about what's he trying to say we're refusing to do this and then i think okay we could do it a political way there could be a softer way to make these changes but it's like we're talking about corruption right now i know so what is it gonna so what is it gonna take for us to make get get a shift here because you know it's just a hard it's a hard thing to it is a hard thing because you know i I would kind of point back to it we're all dads, right? Like those kind of actions have consequences, right? Like yeah. potential consequences, right? So, so, you know, like this, you know, when you, when you ask that question, what is it going to take? Well, maybe it takes stability to kind of actually look at the fear of not doing or, or of doing those types of things, right? Because like when I think about those types of things for myself, I think immediately like, well, oh, crap. If I do something like that, is my ability to make an income going to be lost? Does that make sense? Uh-huh. And so, so you know, this is this is how things stay stay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is, what are we willing to do? Because people that have come before us in history, they hit a point. There was a threshold where it was like, this has to be done like the sacrifice of what I'm going to do to my life is going to have to, I've got to take it because what's what I'm fighting for is bigger now. Right. And my, my concern with all this stuff is, is are we going to get there? Cause I don't think we're there yet, but I think we're inching our way there. Right. And, and I feel like we need to take action before we get there. But what does that look like, especially for our professions, like you're saying? Right, right. So, so exactly what I'm saying, right? So, like, so, but you don't, but you don't want to have like 900 different directions with that action. <laughs> you want to have like some sort of united front, yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, if it's got 900 directions, nothing's going to get done. But if we can kind of come to some commonalities and agree to some some basic tenets. We might be able to stand firm and be like, hell no, I don't want my regulatory body to be just medical doctors and, or you know, representatives from the pharmaceutical industry because I don't think they have the philosophical or, or kind of historical background to understand how naturopathic doctors practice. You understand? Yeah. And so, so I, I, I get it. Like, I don't have the answers to these questions, but... You know, I can I can see some of the first steps to move in that right direction. I think some of the first steps are we we got to docs got to be able to talk to each other and and have conversation about. It. And by the way, man, it's not like this us men us them mentality, right? I know there are a ton of medical doctors out there that are just completely frustrated with the whole system as it stands right now. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that for an absolute fact. So, so it's not just us. I think like, I think there's, there's, there's frustration enough to go around at this Mm -hmm. point. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of that commonality too, is, you know, there's, there's the, there's the opportunity in frustration. There's an opportunity in, you know, challenge uh, that, that allows us to realize that, you know, things don't smell right. You know, things, things are not going in a, in a, in alignment with a true, like what, you know, what we see to be a true healthcare version of this, like a health approach. You know, if you start asking the question, like corruption, and then what is corruption segue into on a global messaging point of view? Well, it's censorship. It's, yes. It's this lack of sharing vital information. So if we just, you know, dropped into, um, just dropped into some basic statistics, you know, whatever it is that's affecting the, the globe in this point in time, the reason I say whatever it is affecting because people are, are dying with a virus, they're not necessarily dying of a virus. There's yeah. all these comorbidities, there's all these, you know, situations happening in people's lives and they're in their own health that have made them more susceptible to chronic or it's an acute, very exacerbated inflammatory mechanism. And then we've now realized in this corruption, there has been a poor way of disseminating information and how to treat these people in these end stage search situations, right? With ventilation and, you know, as high as 80% mortality. So there's, we're basing entire decisions on how we should be thinking of things by looking at math, not looking at science and health. So if we took a step back and looked, okay, well, there's some, there's some core tenants into having a healthy body. You know, we put real food in to rebuild a real body. You know, we, we decrease, like, why isn't there, there could be a, a mass, I mean, I mean, that's top down strategy, but there could be a mass amount of communication on what it means to live a healthy life, you know, or even the bare minimum, you know, vitamin D and some of those things that are coming out with more research showing um, the, the decreased uh, morbidity and, and, and some of the cytokine issues or the inflammatory issues are showing up. So, you know, there's this massive contrast where we've got information and then we've got expectation of all of us health professionals sharing the message from that top-down perspective despite there being a huge amount of censorship around what are what people are actually being affected by certain things and and when we hold that for ourselves and we hold that as, as doctors knowing i mean you've been in practice for two decades combined dave and i've been in practice for two decades we've seen a lot of people massively transform their health in the ways that we teach We've turned, we've seen people with chronic illness turn that around in such a profound way. We've got stories that are are in hundreds or if not thousands uh, between us, you know, and with thousands individually and then between us, you know, tens of thousands potentially of, of people massive, making massive changes. And yet the entire scenario is around the one thing, the one thing being, you know, this, this virus that we're in, but in order for a virus to cause the kind of disturbance that it's causing the mass amount of people, is it's all the other things. It's the 900 other things that have led to this moment. But our microscope is on the one thing. And so 
And, and I think that's where a lot of us are getting lost in the censorship and, and buying into the fear that's been propagated through, you know, movies and other things that have, you know, made us afraid of these things. I mean, I was listening to this, this stats earlier today, you know, one in two people are diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. I mean, like, what about that statistic? You know, the cardiovascular disease rates. I mean, the, the amount of control that people, if they only realized that they had, it would be a game changer. And yet there's so much stopping of information. Yeah. Right. So you know, I, I, whole, I wholeheartedly agree. I think you're preaching to the choir there, you know. In uh, our previous conversation, we went into a, a more detail around, like, you know, the difference between terrain and, mm -hmm. and uh, germ theory and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, I, I think an obvious example is – you know, how much in, you know, the mainstream press, how much is the mainstream press even talked about this idea of supporting immune system function through this? It's like, it, at anything, it's just like this, this aside as an afterthought. You know, the, the immediate kind of focus of like all of our media, which I believe is a form of, of censorship, is, you know, like, oh, we got to wait for the vaccine, right? And, you know, regardless of whether a good vaccine has ever been made for a coronavirus before, I mean, that's the immediate kind of, mm -hmm. kind of bias, if you understand what I'm talking about, right? So, but, you know, regardless of all the science that suggests that vitamin D is going to reduce severity and kind of potentially be uh, prophylactic and vitamin C is amazing for, you know, all this stuff. I mean, we have a lot of kind of evidence coming to the fore, but, you know, that does not get covered. So, you know, when it goes back to that kind of, you know, what can we do question, it's, I think we, we can have conversations like this and we can start to kind of strategize, you know, how we can get our, our word out in, in a culture that is, um, you know, against us, for lack of a better way of talking about it. So, <sighs> Yeah. No, I feel like there. I feel like there's been a shift, though. You know, I, I feel like also, there has there has been a little bit of a shift in the past decade for natural health. You know, I feel like some more people are leaning because they've been failed with chronic disease, for example, with this acute model, right? So, like, yeah. enough people are going through having a problem, not getting the solutions, and shifting, and then getting a solution to where the tide is shifting a little bit. But I feel like, I mean, you look at something like that's what's happening right now. It's like a big uppercut to the jaw. To totally. Because it. hmm. it's like we were getting momentum. I know. And it's like, oh, okay. And then, boom, like, let me just put them down real quick a little bit. But then at the same time, it's like you're saying, we're be, it's being exposed as, as like, okay, well, why are you getting sick from having these problems? Well, you didn't take care of yourself. Why? Oh, well, here's all the basic things. Well, who gives those and gives that advice? Oh, you're saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you start following it back. And it's like, even though you're trying to do this, people that have half a brain still are going to figure it out, you know, over time. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate just to say we have time on our side, but in yeah. all honesty, like that, I think the, the the cog will still will still be be spinning in our favor, but it's going to be a little harder to push it right now. 
I agree. You know, I, I, there's this great quote that I love. Things are getting better and better, worse and worse, faster and faster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, you know, we have all of these, all of these uh, kind of, uh, kind of influences happening simultaneously. And, and, you know, I, I would expect that your guys' experience is very similar to mine in the sense that, um, you know, we're not successful because, um, you know, all of these kind of uh, kind of uh, standard uh, systems of society are kind of pushing people towards us. We're successful because people come to us and they get better and then they start talking to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. So really, you know, the our professions traditionally have been have have really survived because of, uh, you know, word of mouth and the fact that people are not being served by other strategies. And, uh, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with, with that kind of idea. But, but and you're right. I think, you know, I, I often tell people, like, when I first started practice, like, you know, however long ago it was, I remember I had to, like, I had to teach people so much more. Mm -hmm. I had to teach people like, oh, well, you know, this is because of what's going on in your gastrointestinal tract and we need to talk about your gut. But nowadays they come in and I'm, they're like, well, I want to do this, this, and this because I looked on Google about like what's causing it. And so, yeah, you know, it's a much different conversation now. So, yeah, better and better, worse and worse, faster and faster. Yeah. I love that you said that because there, I do I do also feel that with the, with the patients that come in, you know, even – it's fascinating just the, the flow of information and how it, you know, transcends someone's, you know, educational level and their ability to, you know, adapt and learn information and acquire and, and want and want better for themselves. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. And so it's actually, it's, it's gotten more, I don't know what you guys, but it's gotten more fun in practice being able to take people into a deeper level of health as a result of them choosing more education because, you know, that's, that's essentially what it is. We, we have to want better for ourselves. And, and I think with, you know, in this conversation we're having, as more people do want better for themselves, for their children, for, for the world around us, we're going to be able to, again, take things deeper, take, you know, and I, I imagine, you know, in this future model of, of the world that we're in, we're enough of this groundswell of us, you know, at the bottom of the pyramid, so to speak, that just that are literally holding the pyramid together. Obviously, that's the foundation, right? This groundswell of us just going, you know what? No, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to my own body because I've done my thorough education, you know, and, and I, I do imagine a world, you know, and maybe I'm being super idealistic, but I do imagine a world where enough of us do, you know, rise and take responsibility because as we've learned in this experience, the more reliant, and we talked about this in the other conversation, the more reliant we are on something outside of us, the less autonomy we have, the less chance of survival we have when we're constantly giving our power away, giving you know, our opportunities away. You know, I, I mean, I love having conversations on a regular basis with patients who come in and tell me like how they've transformed their business or how they've transformed their yeah. family life at home. You know, and, and we talked about this before we got on the call. It's like the people that I interact with one-on-one -on -one or like in a physical sense, uh, not that I see from a distance, are, are manufacturing new ways of looking at things. 
and maybe have come to new realizations about the world that we're in. And, and yet, despite, you know, what we're being told in, in mainstream media, it sounds like there's still an old conversation. And so you can see that this old conversation is perpetual in medicine, in yeah. politics, in, you know, in whatever. It's, it's media. So old. Yeah, in media in general. And yet everyone else is moving forward. And so what if we all realize that we're all moving forward? <laughs> right. So I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's, I think I love that you use the word autonomy, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, I think, I think one of the things we're seeing is, is like, you're right. There is movement right now, but I think this idea of like where we move is really important because are we going to move towards more kind of authoritarianism or are we going to move towards more autonomy? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that's an important conversation. I think, you know, like, uh, uh, there's this other quote that I love. It goes like this. Uh, there are decades when nothing happens, and there are weeks when decades happen. Mm. And it kind of points to this idea that there are these like major inflection points in history. And I don't think I need to convince you guys that we are at a major inflection point in the history of I don't know, our world right now. Yeah. And so I think, I think the, you know, like what can we do? I think, I think the, the first thing we can do is we can, we can have these really important conversations, these dialectics to see if we can kind of decipher some truth. And this, this, Conversation is a perfect example of that, right? Um, and then ideally what we might be able to do is just kind of get some sort of consensus so that we might be able to kind of, you know, be a little bit more of a united front. I know like traditionally, like all of us natural medicine practitioners are, are you know, lone wolves, or at least I can speak to myself, but, but uh, you know, we, we do our thing and, and you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're not a huge lobby, <laughs> if you understand what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, but if we might be able to kind of have a little bit more consensus between us, or at least between like-minded individuals, we could kind of stand up to some of the things that are kind of giving us the short shrift and, and be like, hey, wait a minute. No, there's, there's, there's real reason and logic behind some of the strategies we're using with people so that we might be able to kind of, kind of point that direction of the, of the, of the, the tanker moving forward in, in a direction where we're not going to be run over, but we're going to be included. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love the, this conversation is hopefully encouraging people to hold different perspectives to, to see that there's, there's more to a picture and, and that having nuanced conversations is super important. And it's really how we can create connectivity because like you said, when someone's sharing something, you can choose to chew on it, but you don't have to swallow it. I, like, I, I love that. That's, that's a beautiful description of, of how we can just relate to one another because it's, it's, it's a verb. It's a, it's a process of relationship, yes. right? It's, it's in, it's an action. It's not a static thing. Like, you know, David and I have transformed how, how we've done our podcast over time. Like it's not a static one dimensional experience. Neither is it, you know, with, with anything that's in life, even us as practitioners, I mean, that changes all the time, you know, and I, I think part of our challenge is that it's okay to, to change. It's okay to adapt. It's okay to see old information that once upon a time made sense, but you know what? It doesn't really make sense anymore. It's okay. I was wrong. I'm, or, or yeah. that part of that conversation wasn't accurate or quite right. And now I've been able to, to adjust. And 
what we're speaking about is adaptability, our ability to adapt to our environment, right? I mean, that's essentially what, <laughs> love the, the applause for my mentor. Uh, <laughs> The, so the Darwinian approach is to realize it's not the survival of the fittest, but it's those that are most able to adapt to the environment. So do we adapt in a controlling authoritarian, authoritative model or do we adapt by through autonomy? Yes. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are definitely directions that are on the table right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think, I think if we can be clear and if we can have these types of conversations, we can, we can, you know, nudge the arrow of, of history in the, in the direction towards, you know, what lines up most with our values. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is an ongoing conversation, guys. I really, yeah. you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's important to have. And, and, uh, and, you know, I wish we had a magic wand where we could just, yeah. <laughs> just change everything. <laughs> I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I think, I think now is the time for big ideas like this. Now is the time for like, you know, really kind of hashing out these kind of bigger picture, bigger picture of things. Like, and you know, it's interesting that you know we we got here by just talking about masks, mm-hmm. right? But it's like it's like, you know, we can use our training to look at like what is the symptom kind of pointing to in terms of the the, the underlying cause to really start to have some of these deeper conversations, and. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Jason, with every every call we do, we always get people to uh, implement some sort of home play, something to, you know, either it's time invested in something or or maybe it's it could be a thought exercise. Uh, what would you suggest for the listeners tuning into this podcast? The different di, uh, you know dialectic conversations we've had. Uh, what would you what would be something you'd recommend for people to either maybe it could be something they could read or or, or practice for themselves. You know, I think I think we go back to that idea of chewing and not swallowing, mm-hmm. and the idea of of uh, you know we all hold our own views, right? And you know, I think I think it's really important to expose ourselves to other points of view, and you don't need to you don't need to adapt that point of view. It's just a matter of entertaining it. Mm-hmm. This idea of like taking that view in enough that you can actually understand it. You may find that it kind of alters your perspective just a little bit. Right. And that's this, this idea of like having nuance, right. This idea of like being open to be adaptable to new information. I think it's so, so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see what's going on in our world right now. And it's like, it's, it's so needed. Mm-hmm. It's so needed right now. And so the idea of just like being a little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit more kind of open to uncertainty mm-hmm. and a little bit more open to this idea of like, maybe I don't know it all. I have my views, but I'm willing to listen to somebody else. Love it. Well said, man. So good. So, uh, Jason, you practice in Maple Ridge, which is sort of a suburb of Vancouver, Lower Mainland. Uh, you focus on pain, hormones, gut health. Uh, yep. To, to anything else that people need to know about you and your practice? Obviously, he's a 
he's a Yoda. So you know, if you go see him, your mind will I, be blown. I have blown. a whole bunch of Yodas on my shelf in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course you do. Uh, so, this, uh, yeah, you walk the path. It. Absolutely. So I, I tell people I treat pain and suffering. And so, uh, you know, I, I am a full spectrum naturopathic doc, but uh, I have a, a special focus for, you know, pain. I do a lot of regenerative pain medicines, uh, prolotherapy, neuroprolotherapy, uh, uh, neurotherapy, a whole bunch of regenerative pain medicines. Um, I do a lot of work with chronic disease, gut health, so on and so forth. But uh, I also do a lot of work with uh, helping people with perspectives and, and kind of working with stress in their life and, and just uh, trying to help people kind of look at life from in a way that allows them to kind of navigate it with a little bit more uh, groundedness and, and uh, sanity. Awesome. And you're taking this philosophical, great philosophical mind, this Jedi mind, and you're, you're, you're about to create your, your own podcast. Which yes. Can, which uh, I am, for. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm trying to kind of become more kind of, um, uh, public and i think uh you know that's been a silver line of this whole coronavirus thing is that uh, um like the idea of like getting out there a little bit more so yes i'm i'm in the process of collecting all my needed you utensils of podcastery <laughs> and kind of putting something out there so who knows maybe uh maybe i'll invite you guys in the near future no oh, awesome. sounds good look forward to it buddy thank Later. you so much for being on the call today Always a wealth of information. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.